0: Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset, so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right, guys, what is going on? Today we are here solo. And I've got the good microphone out. So hopefully I sound good uh, to you guys in your car with the bass up and uh, you guys are doing really well. You know, I've been uh, dancing around a little bit with maybe re-releasing some episodes of the podcast and, you know, maybe listening to episodes I did seven, eight years ago and seeing if I can maybe refresh them or update them or just simply kind of taking them and maybe fixing a little bit of the audio or condensing them a little bit and resharing them as um, kind of recasts. I know a lot of you guys are maybe new listeners to the podcast and have joined the gym in the last two to three years. And, you know, if you guys are anything like me as a podcast listener, you'll go back a little bit, right? You'll maybe listen to like our foundations episodes, you know, listen to a couple of the ones here and there. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of ones that maybe don't fit real time. I'm sure that there were a bunch during COVID that like may not be always pertinent all the time. And, um, you know, we have a lot of really good behavioral episodes I did early on that I didn't repeat the topic because I'd already talked about it. But now that's seven, eight years ago, and and that's you know crazy to think about. First, uh, but also you know things that are extremely relevant, right? Maybe the most relevant topics are the ones that I started with, and I didn't just necessarily rehash or go over because you know they're they already exist if you go back through the library. So it's something I'm playing around with, and you know I know a lot of podcasts do this, and you know I try to not be you know I'm not making a full time living on podcasting. And in actuality, I I waste an absorbent amount of time just recording episodes and then being upset with myself that it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to and being sort of a perfectionist with things and then just deleting the episode, right? And so it's like, well, that was an hour of my time just gone, right? Um, And so, you know, I always want to be careful when when I'm making decisions with the podcast, but... um, But that's kind of, if you guys do see some stuff and you're like, hey, I think I've maybe listened to this one, that's kind of, you know, those are going to be for maybe new listeners who haven't listened to that topic. Hopefully it's all stuff that it's still relevant. And if you did listen to it, you know, six, seven years ago, my hope is that either you maybe have forgotten or, you know, it might sound like it is, uh, you know, new relevant content to you. And you'll probably notice that the audio quality is not quite as good because while I was figuring all of this out, uh, you know, I went through many microphones and different platforms and stuff. So anyway, on with the episode here. So uh, I came across this uh, Albert Einstein quote, and I used it yesterday. I spoke again at Liberty High School. I got to talk in my leadership class, but I also got to talk in business foundations, uh, both of which are interesting and you know fun experiences. Uh, I did uh, I did a presentation only by meme, so I created like ten memes uh, and just kind of went through uh, my slideshow that way. Hopefully, it was a little bit more fun for uh, the kids than normal, you know, presentations are. So I always try to make things better, but while I was doing, you know, refreshing my slides, making the memes and going through some different quotes and things that I kind of wanted to have a discussion on, I came across this quote and it said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. And we'll talk about this a couple of times. I'll repeat it again here so that you guys can kind of maybe sit on it for a second, but we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. And so, you know, with some of my other consultants, we sit down, we have a meeting and we talk about the state of these gyms and gym owners. And, you know, I talk all day, you know, gym owners across the country that, you know, have hundreds of clients and just listen to what they're struggling with, listen to where they're, they're struggling with their clients. And, you know, a lot of it is behavior change. This is what things come down to. And when I saw this and I kind of took it into the lens that I've been looking through recently. I think this is where most people are at when they join, and one of the things that I'm going to take immediate action on this is I'm going to change my language a little bit on how I talk with people that are just starting or new at the gym or even just prospective members at the gym. And having the conversation, the big question that I want to start asking people is, how are we going to change our thinking so that we don't? you know, keep doing the same stuff that has been unsuccessful. Like what are, it's it's a thinking change first, then a behavior change comes from that. And then from the thinking and the behavior change, then we can start to actually make real progress. But what I find is a lot of people, you know, hang on to stuff that's from a lifetime ago, right? We hang on to, you know, eating problems that we established when we were a teenager and we like just keep doing it. And so we're using the same thinking that's got us into the problem of poor nutritional habits that we have for years, and we just have to change the way that we think about things. And, you know, intelligence is how quickly can you change the way you think when you are presented with new information, right? That's what intelligence really is. So I read a book on, you know, aeronautical engineering, and now I have a better frame of reference for how airplanes can fly, right? And so all of a sudden now I'm able to like, I don't know, maybe make a paper airplane better, right? I have a better understanding of the actual physics behind it. And so I can start to change, you know, the way that I think about a problem because I'm more educated on it. And so whenever we add education on it, we should change the way that we think about things. That's the whole idea of learning generally. But if we're not in the process of learning, if we're not in the process of trying new things, starting new things, you know, reading consistently, learning new, you know, new things, finding new topics, listening to new podcasts, hearing different trains of thought, if we're not seeking those things out, I think we kind of get dumb really fast. And the reason that we get dumb really fast is because we stop being able to change the way that we think, right? We just kind of are like well, you know, I think this, and that's going to be the way that I think for the rest of my life, right? And it's like, well, what if the way you think is wrong? Are you going to think wrong the rest of your life? Yeah, most people. Are, well, what do you mean? I don't. I don't think wrong. You think wrong, right? Um, you know, and you can see this across. You know, you take like the stereotypical old, you know, curmudgeon guy sitting on his front porch with a shotgun and you know he's old can't teach an old dog new tricks he's stubborn right and stubborn in my opinion stubborn is stupid right is you're not willing to take in new information think about it and adjust course and so when people come into gyms specifically and sit down there's all of these preconceived notions out there there's so much misinformation there's so much stuff that was maybe The current train of thought in the '90s, the last time that you worked out, and has changed drastically in 25 years, which you know, shocker. And now, when you're coming back in, if you're coming in with these preconceived notions from the '90s or the 2000s about things, you know, the way things are, you might be wrong, right? And if you're not successful with what you're doing and you're wrong, then maybe you should start, you know, learning a little bit. You should start thinking differently start thinking about the problems, uh, you know, that you have, how you created them. And then we have to start thinking about, we have to solve them with different thinking. And so what I want you guys to kind of take away from this is what do we think is true now? Like, what what are we certain about? That we just haven't even bothered researching the other side, modern thought process on this, right? Where, where are we at with seeking out experts to challenge some of the things where we are experiencing a problem, right? So if we're experiencing a problem, let's say, just take a simple one for us from a fitness perspective. If we don't have the body composition we want to, where is your thinking around that? When's the last time you tried something new? Brought in some new information. Talk to people who have great body compositions about what they do. Talk to experts who help people with their body composition about what does the modern science say? What is the you know what is the current train of thought inside of the nutrition world about maximizing body composition? Right. Talking to bodybuilders, people who study this stuff and and live it every day and are trying to maximize every square inch of their body fat percentage all day, every day, with everything they eat and every action they take. Taking in all that information so that we can change the way that we are thinking because. If you have a problem, the way you're thinking about it is wrong, right? And that's that's kind of what we start to think about when we think about any of our problems as they pertain to exercise, health, fitness, whatever it might be. And a lot of people's solutions really live on the other side of a pretty simple change in thought, in my opinion, right? And so let's say, you know, you want to work on, you know, getting muscle-ups or getting better at muscle-ups, right? Going from zero to one or one to five or whatever it is you know, it's, it's a pretty simple, like, okay, so that's your problem, right? Is you, you want to be better at muscle ups. You're not, you're not good at muscle ups right now, or you struggle with muscle ups or they're inconsistent and you want to be better. And so what, what, how are you thinking about it right now? Right. So it's always kind of where I start. How are you training? What does it look like? How, you, how do you think about it? And people just like blank stare. It's like, oh, well, when it's programmed in class, I like jump up and try a couple. Okay, so we've got to we got to change the way we think about that a little bit because that's not really like a, a training plan. That's not anything that's like surefire going to get you where you want to be, right? So we need to establish a training plan, right? What do you think an effective training plan would be to start to get you muscle ups? How many times a week do you think you need to work on it? And the person might have no idea. And it's like, well, that's why I'm talking to you, Jeff. Okay, great. You need to work on it at least three times a week. That would be what I would tell you. you need fifteen to twenty five minutes a week, three times a day sorry, mess that up. You need 15 to 20 minutes, three times a week, right? Um, and you need to train on it, right? And there's a handful of different ways that you can approach that training. But the idea is that every week you have a plan to progressively train on it, right? Once you start being able to do muscle-ups, then it's a volume game in terms of you're going to spend that 15, 25 minutes, you're going to calculate how many muscle-ups can I do in that time, right? So you might start with like, I'm going to try to do three every three minutes, right? When you're new, right? And so for 15 minutes, you're going to do 15 total muscle-ups for that time, right? And you're going to do that three days a week, right? So you're going to 15, 30, 45, right? 45 for that week. Then the next week, you might try to do four every three minutes, right? So now you're at 20, 40, 60, right? You're drastically increasing your volume. And so if you change the way you think about it, you change the way that you approach your problem, then you start finding your solution, right? Maybe slightly more complex when it comes to nutrition. One of the biggest things that we have to start working with people is really changing the way that they think about eating. And I, it's, I've, I've been doing it so long and I've been teaching people so long about it that it's, it's not even like a question, but it, the amount that I get questioned on it is staggering. So you can see that there's still a really pervasive, like massive misinformation campaign about nutrition generally and being skinny and body composition all surrounded around under eating and you know really a lack of focus on what is actually like healthy what is quality food what is worthwhile from a nutrient density standpoint and you know this is definitely a conversation that like when i sit down with Andy and we talk about you know nutrition logs and where people are at you know it's it's still glaring that a lot of people are just purely thinking about nutrition wrong right and, and the big reason why, or the big reason how we see this kind of manifested is people just are really used to not eating enough quality food. And so they try to hack eating lower quality food with eating less food. So now you're eating lower calorie with less nutrient density and trying to play this weird like low calorie game try in an attempt to try to lose weight. But because you're not getting the nutrients that your body needs, your body runs suboptimally. So you stop putting on muscle and your body stores fat. And so you get all these people who think like, well, I eat eat pretty healthy because they don't like overeat or snack on cookies or whatever it might be. But then when you actually sit down and look at what they're eating, they're actually just kind of eating like a moderate to low amount of nothing of a lot of substance, Right. And when we start to try to change the way that we think about it, if you, if you change the way you think about nutrition purely to, I am fueling my body to grow muscle. That is what I'm doing when I'm eating. If you change your thought process solely to that, that alone fixes like 95% of all nutritional problems, right? Because when you're fueling your body to build muscle, when you change your thinking around that, then it's not a question of if I get enough protein. You have to get enough protein. It's impossible for you to fuel your body to build muscle without getting enough protein in. And what we find is when people get enough adequate, good protein sources into their diet, then calories kind of take care of themselves. What we get a lot of feedback is like, okay, when you are a 130-pound you know, female and I tell you you need to eat 150 grams of protein a day, And then they try to go out and eat, not drink, not have protein shakes, not have smoothies, not, you know, eat protein bars or any of that stuff, but like eggs, fish, chicken, steak, turkey, pork, real protein sources that you have to chew and swallow and digest. When people actually hit those marks, Guess what? Magically happens. They start to kind of feel full all the time. All of a sudden, we don't want to snack on this or that. We don't want to have the popcorn or the M and M's or the cookies or whatever thing it is that you love to snack on. For me, it's cheese, right? And magically, all of a sudden, we start to get inside of a natural calorie range just because we flip the way we think and we start to eat the right amount of protein. We don't have room. From a digestive standpoint, we don't have cravings from a being under standpoint to start to cram a bunch of processed sugar down because we're behind on our calorie marks, because we focused on getting the amount of protein that we need. And so that one fix for most people kind of takes care of the rest, right? Not all the way, because we still have to focus on the quality of our carbohydrates as sort of your other variable. But what I find is that usually, when we can fix the protein problem, then the rest of it sort of falls in place. But to fix the protein problem, you can't just be obsessed with numbers. You can't just sit there and be obsessed with being a skinny girl in a bikini and blah, 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 or you know, a lean guy who can see his abs or any of this other crap. You can't be focused on that because that's the wrong thinking that leads to under eating or cutting calories or trying to go out and burn extra crap and all that shit that's out there on the market that people just lie to you about. It's all crap. And all of that starts from the wrong thinking because they're trying to lose weight or they're trying to be skinny or they're trying to be lean or toned or whatever stupid buzzword you want to use for it. All of that is crap. If you just switch your thinking to, I need to maximize my body's ability to build muscle because when I'm anabolic and I'm building muscle, then by its very nature, I'm not going to be storing a bunch of excess energy for fat. It's the way our body kind of works. It's pretty simple, right? So if we can change our simple thought process to that, that I want to get stronger, I want to build muscle, I need to push myself with weights, I need to challenge myself from a resistance training perspective, all of those things, and I want to maximize my muscle mass, then we start to see nutrition start to fix itself. So if you can change the way you think then you can start to solve your problems. That's kind of the inverse of Einstein's quote here. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. The fun part about that too, you know, if you take this down sort of a different, like a societal thing, you take about what is society's problem, right? We have to change the way we think about them. And so you know, I think obesity is a huge one, right? We have gotten into the obesity epidemic in a period of time when science and medicine has been, some would say better than ever, right? We have more you know, vaccines, we have more drugs, we have more you know, computers and AI and digital and screenings and readings and all of the data. It's not an information problem. It's not a technology problem. But the problem is, is we're trying to use the same thinking to get out of it. So we're now creating drugs to try to help with the obesity epidemic right so we're creating ozempic and whatever the other versions of it are and so we're using the same thinking that got us into the problem in the first place is we're reliant on the medical community to help us with a non medical issue right what results from obesity is a medical issue there's no doubt about that but the obesity issue itself is not a medical one Right? The obesity issue is a behavior problem. Right? It's how we grow up. It's the environment we're in. It's the habits that we build. It's the society that we live in. And it's understanding where in each of those little things, the problems exist that cause us to be on this one-way path to a massive obesity problem which now has become a massive medical problem. And I can guarantee you that if we use that same thinking, that we're just going to medicate our way out of it, I will guarantee you that we end up significantly worse off than we've ever been, and the obesity problem gets significantly worse. It's the only way that we can guarantee that things will continue to trend the wrong direction, is if we try to rely on healthcare, healthcare costs, medicine, insurance, all of the stuff that got us here in the first place. And so we have to change our thinking, right? We have to start thinking about you know, gyms, fitness, nutrition coaches as people who are, exist to help us with the obesity epidemic. We need high professionals who are really good at what they do are really good at helping people with this. We need as many of them as we can possibly get. And they are a lot of times more important than doctors because they're going to be the people who ease doctors' jobs. Right. If you talk to a lot of doctors, a lot of their hardest stuff is dealing, you know, how are you going to deal with somebody who's, you know, 150, 200 pounds overweight, they're 60% body fat. They can't walk because their knees are bad. So now they need orthopedic surgery for knees and hips. Their backs are bad. Right. And so exercise is kind of out of the question. We've got a lifetime of bad nutritional habits, and we've got every chronic disease you can imagine, six and seven chronic disease. We've got high blood pressure, high cholesterol. We've got diabetes. We've got all of these things, right? And now that person sits in front of a doctor and says, please fix me. I'm in so much pain. This is so uncomfortable. I mean, that's an that's impossible job for a doctor who on average can spend eight minutes with you, right? Every month, maybe if you're lucky. All they can do really is prescribe you a drug and hope it helps and hope that on your own you decide to make some behavior change. But if every week you can come in, you can work out and you can meet with a nutrition coach and you get six, seven, eight, nine hours in front of people who are gonna help you with the, you know, real fixing of the problem, that's a lot more valuable. We need as many of them as we can get, but we have to change our thinking, right? A lot of people have these issues and they go to a doctor, right? And I'm not saying that we don't have issues that we need to go see doctors for 100%, you know, but if everybody who has these issues, right, if everybody who's pre-diabetic with, you know, blood pressure problems, cholesterol problems, and A1C levels are off, and everybody starts going to the doctor and saying, please, you know, I need drugs, I need this, I need that, and that's where we're at, there's not enough doctors to handle that. And most doctors don't want to, that's not what they got into medicine for. It's not necessarily the issues that they want to help. It doesn't fill their cup. So they get burned out and they get overworked. They've got student loan problems. And so then they, you know, fail out and quit and change industries and change jobs. Right? So we have to start thinking about what are the problems that ail us and how can we change our thinking with that? So the biggest thing I can, you know, tell you guys, and one of the things that I've tried to really sit down at block out time for, I really try to sit and think about pain points. Where, where do I get frustrated? Where is a pain point for me? What is, what is bothering me? And really try to focus on, and how am I thinking about it? Where am I in a fixed mindset? Where is my thinking about it limited? And what is it limited by? And why is it limited? Is it limited because of how I grew up or the people I'm around, the environment I'm in? Where are my limitations with this? And why is it limiting me? And then how can I change my thinking? Who could I talk to that would immediately give me a 180 that would change the way I can think about this or give me a way out or give me a different way to think about it? How can I find that person who might be able to give me some insight on the other side of this? And this is what I recommend with all young people, right? You know, a lot of young people start now, especially, you know, they struggle with finance stuff. Talk to people who, you know, if you're in the gym and you're in your 20s and you're struggling with financial stuff, talk to people who are in their 30s and 40s who look like they're comfortable financially, right? Ask them what they did. A lot of them are going to tell you the same things. It's like, oh, you know, I lived with three and four people. While I was in my 20s, or I lived at home for a little bit after college, or um, you know, I got into these savings routines or man, my 20s, it was super tight. I was really bad with money. And then I kind of figured it out and these are the steps that I took and this is, you know, this is who helped me. You know, I read Dave Ramsey or I found Rich Dad Poor Dad or whatever it might be, Um, you know, and and just take in their information, right? And how can I change the way I'm thinking about this, right? Where, where where's my thought process at that's maybe leading me astray or what are things, what are actions I've taken because of thoughts that I had that may be leading to my problems and how can I change that? So I hope this one hits you guys well if you guys think of a problem that you have. And obviously, if it pertains to fitness or you know, nutrition or health or any of those things, it, I love talking about that stuff, obviously. you know Andy does too. And I love to hear, how are you thinking about it now? Where are you at with this? What are you doing? Because then it's pretty easy to say, well, you know, here's how I would think about it. I want to achieve this, awesome. You know, if I wanted to achieve that, here are the steps that I would take. And I think, I feel pretty confident from a health and fitness and nutrition standpoint, feel pretty confident that I can probably point you in the right direction, right? Um, At least give you a different way to think about it that might help solve your problem, right? Um, And a lot of times it's probably less complicated than you think it is and you might just be resting on some, you know, shit that you're carrying back from, you know, 20, 30 years ago or whatever it might be. Um, you know, and and that's fine too, right? And that's that stuff happens. But, you know, we don't have to keep thinking that way. And we don't have to keep having these problems and we don't have to stay stuck in these worlds or environments of um, you know, stuff that was imparted with us when we didn't have a say, right? And so that stuff happens all the time. So I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, look for Hannah Morris's podcast coming out here in a couple of days. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon.